Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Steve Fizz. Uh, lots happened. Lots happened since we, we last had a chat. Uh, lots gone down. Looks like Damien Hardwick's headed to my, you're an out Gold Coast Sun, so uh, that's pretty exciting, I guess, uh, to have a have a big name like that joining the Suns. Uh, hopefully, extract a bit more uh, talent out of the the team, so or, or some more wins, anyway. I should say uh, a lot of retirements going on. We had some listener questions, uh, and we'll have a little bit of a look at. Um, and some, some, a couple of midfield mixes. I guess everyone's starting to talk about trades and and drafts as as the season winds down and teams are out of contention uh, for making the finals. But I want to talk about a little bit about fantasy football first. So we had a um, Twitter follower tweet us about doing the ad drop um, of every player uh, from a certain position in fantasy to block someone using a loophole and thinking it's genius, etc., cetera, whatever. I, I hate it, um, personally. I, I really think it... I, I know, you know, spirit of the game and all that. I, I think it's the sort of thing that can tear a league up. Um, now, maybe a league's stronger than that, and that's fine, and, and maybe I'm just being a complete nuff. But uh, if you're going to loophole, if you're in a cutthroat final, I'd always be dropping a bench player if you can, and just having a non-playing player in the last game of the round, just in case there's any laid outs. Um, it means you're not going to get... It's going to give you more options to loop. And just it's pretty basic strategy, really. Um, but on the ad drop, I just think it sets a bad precedent. So why that is, is, is like... Is because there's nothing to say you can't do this, right? Like, the system allows it. So... But then what happens, you know, you talk about trades that maybe are collusory, maybe um, someone gets knocked out of finals so they drop their stud player um, to the waivers or a couple of stud players. Like it can just create things that don't make fantasy good and I don't think this is something that makes fantasy good. As much as I'm all for trying to get an edge and all that sort of thing, I just think it sets a bad precedent in your league. Um, so that's me. That's me. Uh, maybe that's a poor take. I just think it's something you can do without in your in your fantasy league. I, I mean, and it comes up every year. People going, "Can you do this?" Etc. We've certainly seen it before on the draft doctors. I've never seen it in any of the leagues I've played. Um, you might, you know, if you wanted to do it, say that your opponent had one Rockman on their list. Um, you could churn over a couple, um, before the weekends to put them on waivers so they weren't usable, but I wouldn't go, you know, I wouldn't go doing the whole, whole defensive line like was done. I think that's, I think that's a bit, a bit over the top. Anyway, there was some actual football played. Obviously, Adelaide got fucked, um, with the goal situation. It's pretty, pretty interesting you really don't expect to see something as clear as that uh it's always interesting with the watching like broadcast and and say the umpire backs themselves 
to make the call and not use the arc. And and a lot most of the time they get it right. They're, they're really good at it. And then the commentators will praise the umpire for not slowing the game down and backing their judgment and all that. And that's that's what's happened. Uh, the only problem was it fucked it up. Uh, so, I mean, it's tough. Obviously, Adelaide fans are the worst, so, you know, fuck them. But um, probably feel for the players in that situation. It's, uh, yeah, you know, shit, it happens, right? Mistakes happen. Should be better. It's not. Um, maybe maybe they'll tinker with it. Um, but anyway, it's one of those things. I, f- I found it really funny that the Adelaide fans were saying it's cost them a spot in the finals. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't have even been in the eight. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe they would get there. It certainly cost them a shot. Um, but anyway, credit to Matthew Nix. He said all the right things, and they had their chances and all that sort of thing. But whatever. Uh, the other thing that sort of the thing that sort of pissed me off. Well, not pissed me off, but I always see this get flung around. Is like the the players getting played in their right position. It's like when someone gets an opportunity to play midfield, and they play well. Oh, this is what happens when you play guys in their right spot. And it's like this. There's so many good midfielders, right? There's so many good midfielders. Like all the guys coming through, the gun midfielders, then they get forced into forward line roles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, of course, when they play midfield, they can shine. So I don't, I don't know, man. There's only so many guys who can run through the middle. It's um, I don't know. Get over it. I mean, we'll talk about this in a second, but. So we had some massive retirements since we, we, we last spoke. Uh, Zeebel's obviously retired. He's been a bit of a fantasy stud the last couple of years. Bit of a jag, but I mean, he played for a long time. Good for him. Uh, Isaac Smith, Trent Cotchen, Jack Rewalt, Luke Shuey, who was still relevant when he was played and then he'd get injured halfway through a match and fuck you. Yeah, and anyway. Underrated though, all these players. Don't even tell you differently. They were all underrated. Every player, uh, except Buddy Franklin has been rated correctly. Uh, Shannon Hearn, underrated. Well, he's my boy. He's underrated. Nick Nat, underrated. Cunnington, ah, never got the respect. Underrated. Uh, Seedsman finally pulled the pin. Obviously pretty, ah, fuck. You hate seeing it, right? You hate seeing guys, the concussion and all that. Uh, another one, Max Lynch, which is kind of sneaky interesting for uh, your keeper leagues uh, being forced into retirement, Max Lynch. Uh, Daniel Lloyd and Andrew Phillips. So there's some pretty fantasy-relevant guys. Isaac Smith's been pretty relevant. Hearn, uh, Cunnington obviously didn't, you know, just not the same player this year. But I was sort of thinking, like, you know, Luke Shuey, um, pretty interesting. Cunnington still took a lot of CBAs when he when he played, but that West Coast and, and North midfield mixes are still really interesting, right? Like North have so many, so many quality young players coming through. You look at LDU and Simpkin and Tarrant Thomas and Wardlaw and Will Phillips, and they'll probably add Harley right after West Coast. Whew, wowee, that was crazy, man. That was crazy. Um, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? Um, pretty interesting there, but and even West Coast, it's like who who knows that you got um, you know Tim Kelly and Sheed and 
few other guys, but then they've got youngsters coming through. So I, I don't know. It's really interesting looking at those teams about where, which way they're going to go. And like Duggan gets a run and then he's in the back line and then um, Xavier O'Neill's in there. And I don't know. A lot happening at those clubs. It's kind of interesting. So North looked to have a lot of a lot of talent going on there. It's pretty funny, like, isn't it? People saying, oh, you know, the number one pick doesn't, you know, they never win premierships and all this sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, but the pick has sick value. Like, imagine West Coast had pick one and Harley Reid was like, yeah, I don't want to really play for West Coast. You'd have like eight teams in Melbourne, like throwing picks galore at them. Oh, shit, West Coast would probably be able to swing a pretty sick deal here. Like, I don't, I don't know. You're going to get a hell of a lot of value for it. Not what if it's just bizarre. I can't understand why you wouldn't want pick one. Holy shit. And the whole, I saw some things. Oh, you wouldn't want to lose three spoons. Well, it gives you every chance to maximize the talent on your list. I look at North and fuck, there's so much talent on it. Like, my goodness, they could use some uh, defensive help, but. Well, wait, if they can keep these guys together, they should be pretty good eventually. I mean, if they want to trade that pick, shit. I mean, suitors lining up left, right, and center. Anyway, that's, uh, that's a whole other story. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Wild. Anyway, there's a few, um, few interesting games this week, probably less than the NFL would have liked, but Sydney playing Melbourne, um, obviously that top four, there's still, a lot can happen. Uh, Carlton, GWS, um, a few things can happen in that bottom section of the eight. GWS obviously need to win. Uh, I think Carlton have been pretty ordinary against small forwards, so Toby Green should be going ham. Uh, Essen and Collingwood on the Friday night. you, you got to like uh, Jesse Hogan just kicked nine goals against Essen, and I think uh, they've been a pretty good matchup for forwards, so uh, maybe look for one of the Collingwood guys to... To, to loop there if you want to play that way. Uh, Hawthorne and Frio playing for pride at this point. Um, got to like the Hawks there, you would think. Uh, maybe not a fantasy-friendly game. North and the Suns, uh, you'd have to... I oh mean, come on, North North cannot win this match if they win this match. Sweet Jesus. So you'd hope the Suns can put them away and um, finish in like 14th or something. <laughs> a bit of pride going for Damien Hardwick. Uh, Brisbane and St Kilda, yeah, obviously Brisbane will want to win. Geelong and the Dogs, uh, Dogs, fuck man, how'd they lose to West Coast? That's bizarre. West Coast and Adelaide, I want to talk about this one because I think people will be looking at Adelaide as pretty easy streams against West Coast. Maybe looking to captain, um, Tex or Rory Laird or someone like that, which, you know, I mean, I'd probably captain Rory Laird, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's going to be interesting how this game comes out because, like, West Coast just had a big win. Um, maybe they let down their guard after that game. But if I was Adelaide, I'd be fucking shattered, man. Like, if I was there, like, how are their players going to get through training this week? I, I can see them mailing this game in personally. Um, wild. And how did Rory Sloan get another year? That seems bizarre. He's got injured again on the weekend. What a fucking shock. Um, Port and Richmond to finish it off. So. Uh, I, I can see Port absolutely waxing Richmond. Who knows though? So yeah, I hope you guys are killing it into your uh, in your leagues. Hope you're into the last, into the finals and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Listener league. Look, we played the Listener league against Melbourne, the Melbourne listeners last year. 
and I came dead last. This year, we played against the Adelaide listeners and into the final. So, all we know is um, Adelaide people can't can't play fantasy. Sorry, Adelaide. It's been a rough week for you. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get on to some listener questions. We didn't have heaps. It's, um, I mean, it's this end of the season. Everyone's mailing it in, right? Which is kind of weird because everyone, at the start of the year, more footies, you know, they add the gather around. It's like, more footies good. Why wouldn't you want more footy? And it gets around 24 and everyone's just over that shit. So, wild scenes. It's almost like thinking your head's tough. Um, Matty Faz asks, was ogling Baltic women for three weeks worth losing all my finals for? I assume these Baltic women, they're the uh, offspring of Noah Balter? Or what's going on there? I don't know. No, hey, look. Baltic women. Sounds good to me. Uh, Frio. Can I claim to be the moral premier of my league despite being knocked out early in finals and a stink lack of stats backing me up? Yeah, of course. Uh, Russ, can Jono have a serious word to McRae? Jono won the home league, so he's, man, he's, he's just drunk still, I think. Uh, Alex, how's the marathon training? What's the goal time? Marathon training's going good at this point. Um, eight weeks out, did 24Ks yesterday. There's no goal time. I will say this, the, I sort of have the idea, uh, cause the Melbourne marathon, you gotta be under five hours to complete course proper so it's the 22k mark they will reroute you if you're running too slow i can't imagine it being a problem um like i said eight weeks out and i ran my half marathon time was 215 i think and that was just shuffling along so um yesterday yesterday yeah yesterday 215 so i'm well under that time and that's just chugging along without any effort well not effort i mean there was a bit of effort but not you know, it wasn't race pace. So, um, I don't know. Probably 4.30, but I think the thing that's keeping me injury-free uh, is running a bit slower in, in training. So, um, running slow is good. So, there's no, <laughs> there's no real goal. Let's just get to the goddamn finish line. But it's going good. Thanks for asking, Alex. Uh, Rich, dimmer season. It is dimmer season, apparently. My God. I can't imagine saying that at the start of this year. Uh, crazy. And Angelo, looking like I'll make the grand final VC on lead or Tex in a league with 10 points for goals. Ooh, that makes it a bit different, doesn't it? Yeah, that's... Oh, geez, 10 points for goals against the Eagles. Wow, he, so if he kicks five goals, that'd be... Fuck, yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, I'd... That's a wow! How close is he in the Coleman? We'll have a look. We'll have a look in the Coleman Medal Race because that. I mean, if they're close, he's just going to get fed, right? Uh, Coleman Medal leaderboard: eight goals ahead of Taylor Walker. Carlton play GWS. Yeah. Oh man, you got to. I think you have to. What's the What's the fixture look? Match center. Nice little function, the match center. Well, Carlton and GWS are last. Yeah, VC. If you can VC text, I'd do that. They'll fucking feed him, surely. They're playing for nothing else. Yeah, do that. That's a good one. I like that. All right, so um, 
on top of the talking about the podcast this week was um sort of decision week whether we keep the website going and all that uh i i still have no idea what the hell we're supposed to do um it's not it's not looking good i'll put it that way um in terms of keeping it keeping it going um but we'll see. We'll see. Structure things have happened. It's been fun. It's like it's like letting a kid go off to school for the first time, walking away um, from the doctors. I I um I've loved every minute of this. Well, not every minute. Some of it's been shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you're still playing, which you shouldn't be, I wish you all the best in your grand final matchups. Uh, certainly look to hit the Collingwood loops. Um, Maybe Essendon. Ah, I can see Essendon getting up for this one, but they've been a good matchup, especially forwards, if you need a bit of help in the forward line. Um, obviously, keep using DFS Australia for the matchups. Um, but yeah, if, and I hope if you, if you finish this week, I hope you won. I hope you smashed it, man. Fucking hell. Uh, kick it in the dick, all that sort of good stuff. So, um, all right. That was a quick one. Short. Have a good week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman.